0: 720 WGN, I'm John Landecker, welcoming Dr. Samir Hinduja, who is a professor at the School of Criminology and Criminal Justice at Florida Atlantic University, and also a recognized international expert on the subjects of cyberbullying, sexting, and social media and gaming abuse. Doctor, welcome to WGN. Glad to be here. So, Why don't you inform folks while you are on with me tonight?
1: (laughs) Well, there's an event, and it's tomorrow, and it's called Confronting Cyberbullying and Careless Unwise Social Media Use in Tech-Savvy Kids, and it's with the Glenbard Parent Series. And I'm looking forward to just connecting with parents and guardians simply because many of them are very overwhelmed as it relates to shepherding and guiding their youths or their children's use of technology and, and social media and gaming platforms. I get that. We're inundated with all sorts of sensationalistic media headlines, which often focus on all of the negatives. That puts a lot of parents and guardians at a disadvantaged position, I believe. So my hope is that I can equip them and empower them and and leave them very encouraged to be able to come alongside their their child or teenager and work with them as they navigate these uncharted terrains of all these new technologies that keep coming down the pike.
0: Absolutely. You know, and we'll get to some more details about the uh, Glenbard Parent Series, but your address or lecture, however you care to term it, will be uh, at noon tomorrow and at 7 p.m. tomorrow. And I believe this is all online, right? It is. It's virtual
1: because we're trying to reach as many people as possible. Yeah. Well. And Glenbard Parent Series, they do a great job of bringing in um, outstanding individuals to, to reach the community and, to, again, come alongside them with these issues.
0: We'll get to this again at the end, but uh, it's you can link at Glenbard, then... Capital G, capital P, capital S dot org. So why do certain youth react so, have such a reaction to negativity that's on social media? It's not negativity that's in front of them. It's not somebody talking to them on the phone. Uh, It's something that, you know, I'm old enough to say that I never had to deal with social media bullying or social media at all. So I think my first question is, why does it have such a strong effect on them?
1: I think it's partly due to the fact that when we were younger, we did care to some degree about peer perceptions. You know, sure. We wanted to be liked. We, we definitely built some of our identity and so forth on what others were thinking about us, hoping that they liked us, hoping that, hoping that they would give us attention and affirmation and validate us in a certain way because we were struggling with insecurities and We were extremely aware of our flaws and imperfections. So I think that's part of it. And then secondly, I feel that youth seamlessly transition between their online and their offline realms. So whatever's discussed at school or maybe in the community or neighborhood or at the the sports games, it's discussed online simply because Mm -hmm. almost every youth has has a smartphone and they're on many of these apps. And that's how they communicate. That's how they meet their social and relational needs. And so, yes, you mentioned negativity. You mentioned some of the the uh, insults and, and name-calling and exclusion and rejection that we're seeing, I think it affects you so deeply in part because, you know, many of them struggle with um, rooting their identity in something stable. And I, I also want to say that I didn't have a stable uh, sort of anchor for my identity and and value when I was younger. So, of course, I, I'm sympathetic to, to all teenagers as they struggle through this this challenging time. Um, but I think that also leads to to some of this. Plus, the last thing I'll say is that, when you see it online, whether it's in hateful comments to your latest picture or video, or whether it's a humiliating account that's been made about you anonymously in order to harass you and intimidate you, you you really just assume the absolute worst, that everyone across the school, across the county has seen this, and maybe it's even gone viral, and you often wonder, does everyone share
0: these same negative sentiments towards me? I guess I'll be the devil's advocate or the ignorant older person why don't they just stay off of social media
1: yeah you know a lot of war meeting adults would recommend that to to you you know just delete that app or stop spending so much time online and go outside but the reality is is that many youth first they organize all of their social events and um, just sort of interaction through group group chats and through social media so they would be feeling left out secondly when it comes to putting down the phone, it might still happen, them being targeted, them being harassed or humiliated. And if they're not actually seeing the extent of it, their imagination might take it to the worst possible place. And that could have potentially a a deeper traumatic outcome than if they were actually well aware of what was being said and shared about them.
0: Yeah, I understand that totally. And I imagine there's the peer pressure element. I mean, if a certain type of I don't know, footwear is in style and I don't have it. Well, guess what? I'm not cool. And if everybody's on social media and I'm not, well, then obviously I'm not cool. Is there truth in that?
1: I think so. And perhaps you know some some family friends and their children have asked them for a phone at eight or nine or 10. And what do they say? They say, well, everyone else in my class or everyone else in my school has it. So there's that constant pressure of missing out.
0: Uh, What got you into this particular realm, the social bullying? Two
1: things I would say. Yeah, two things that come to mind. Number one, when I was growing up, I struggled a lot. I was introverted. I was shy. I was quite the nerd. Um, I didn't like myself physically. I didn't like myself um, you know, just in terms of who I was turning out to be. And so with that, I was also very self-aware, and I noticed, okay, I'm struggling deeply, and it seems like many other youth around me are struggling as well. And so when I, when I got older, I wanted to pick a profession that would allow me to help adolescents simply because I realized how, how difficult it was. And then secondly, I studied both criminal justice or criminology and computer science when I was w- working my way through undergrad and grad. And at the time, there were these, these random instances across the nation of youth who were being targeted, not just at school, but also online. And it was relatively new when it was happening when I was in grad school. And so um, I thought to myself with my colleague, Dr. Justin Patchin, uh, we should study this. You know, we should learn more about it. And uh, from that point on, we've, we've studied tens and tens of thousands of students and parents and educators and, and even adults, not just here nationally, but around the world. And not just to put our finger on the pulse of how often it's happening, but to figure out what we can do, because that's what people are looking for, actionable strategies and solutions. And that's what I'm going to be talking about with the Glenbard Bard Parent Series.
0: Well, that was going to be my next question, and you answered it just fine, so I don't need to ask it. This has got to be one of the most important things in the world right now. I mean, oh, there's a lot of other things going on, but uh, the bullying of youth and their reaction to it on the uh, Internet has a really important issue, and I hope people take advantage of your expertise tomorrow, Doctor. Thanks for being with us. Thank you for having me. Dr. Samir Hinduja, noon tomorrow, 7 p.m. tomorrow. Link at Glenbard, capital G, capital P, capital S dot org. Find out what you need to know.